Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dumb's Hit Music Station, F104, Louise Ty here with you. Until one o'clock, I'm now joined on the phone by singer-songwriter Emma Langford. Hello, how are you? Hello, Louise. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. So you've just released a new single. I have, yeah. Yeah, I'm delighted with it now. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about it. It's uh, it's a funny one because I started, I, I wrote it originally, the, the melody and the lyrics I wrote uh, at the end of 2017. I was finishing oh, wow. my, yeah, I was finishing my master's at the time in UL and I was very, I was actually really sick at the time. I was, I was suffering with a really bad flu, funnily oh, enough, um, mm. and was dealing with a rotten fever and uh a lot of anxiety because when you're obviously when you're doing a master's there's yeah. a lot of stress and you're not that. well anyway and you're trying to do yeah. both yeah exactly so I, I hadn't slept in about three weeks properly and I was really getting worn out by it so I sat down one evening and I started just kind of messing around on the guitar mm. and just letting the feelings and fears and concerns kind of flow out of me and the song happened mm-hmm. um, and I kind of put it away I shelved it for ages and then when I was working on my new album I came back to it and I was like mm, there's something there I think there's something interesting there so I brought it to my producers and I played it for them and it took a bit of kind of working to get them on board with it a little bit because it, as it was just a very simple me and the guitar there it, it was missing something um okay. but we we sort of we messed with it in studio and we came up with a few ideas and, and I knew I wanted to create this big epic chorus mm. for the song you know and do something really different to anything I'd released before yeah. um, so through I suppose a lot of conversations and listening to stuff and figuring out what direction we wanted to take it in it turned into possibly one of my most successful releases yet wow. which is um, which is really interesting so um, I'm really proud of it and I, I then a friend of mine uh, Vanessa Ifediora above in Belfast she's an incredible writer she released a book and in the book she talks about her experience with a condition called maladaptive daydreaming and her own struggles with anxiety and depression mm. and I read one of her poems and it really struck me as kind of capturing in a few short lines what I was trying to say in an entire mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. so I, I asked her if she'd be up for being sampled she hasn't really done anything like it before nice but I asked if she would just sit at home record herself on her phone speaking the words of the poem and send it to me and we wound up sampling that into the song as well Lovely. and uh, so it turned into this really gorgeous collaborative effort I'm really really proud of it and do you find music therapeutic it kind of sounds like you do 
Yeah, it's a, um, it's something I find therapeutic in a really unconscious way. Like I will naturally drift toward an instrument or or sing to myself all the time. Um, I don't know if I find song like if I was to, if I was told to sit down and write a song, I would yeah. find it quite stressful. The pressure of that, yeah, exactly, yeah. But if uh, if it's a thing that there's no expectations, you know, I mean that song I I wrote just in the middle of the night in 2017, I had no interest in releasing it. It was just a way of getting the thoughts out. And I think that's a great way to approach songwriting is just to take it as as a diary and a way of processing how you're feeling. And for me, it really works like that. And you have many songs that you've kind of gone back to and changed or reworked to use and release. Um, Yeah, I mean, the new album now coming out in September, there's a lot of very new stuff on it. Um, But I would say the two main, there's, there's, Sewing Acorns, which is the single I've just released, mm-hmm. and then the there's another track going on it called Bird Song, which is again one I wrote back in 2000 and maybe even earlier 2015, 2016, and I thought nothing of it, and I brought that to my producers, and they were like, "That's a great song." Mm-hmm. So I, I sometimes it's a thing of holding on to all of those little things, um, even if you don't really think it's worth anything at the time holding on to it and bringing it to someone external and seeing what they think of it so I found that really really a really fun process Do you think that's important to be able to kind of you know pass the baton on to someone else and go what do you think do you think it like, does it sound as good to me as it does to you or you know? it's so important oh my god it took me a long time to find the people to trust yeah to, to do that with though like it's it's a process in itself finding the right team to put True. around that kind yeah. of process and i'm working with a couple of people and talking to a couple of people now who are coming to that stage in their own careers and learning that you know it's really impressive if you can do everything yourself mm. but it's also really important to trust people to be able to give you feedback and to allow this story like I've come to a point now where I realise the story you're telling is more important than the fact that you're telling it so like if you've got a message that you feel is really going to benefit other people work with as many people as you need to to get that story out there you know you got to get people on your side that are going to give you good advice yeah that are not just going to tell you what you want to hear I suppose yeah yeah I'm sure this industry any industry is full of kind of of yes people so afraid of offending or whatever but Mm. You know, if it's constructive, you don't mind too much, I don't think. For sure. I mean, this is the thing. Once they're people you trust and they're people whose work you admire, then, you know, that's that's the main thing. And, and you know that any advice they're giving you is coming from a good place. They're not trying to knock you down. Exactly. And how does the new album compare to your debut, Quiet Giant? It's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, Any time uh, I'm talking to my producers about it, they're like, you know, we wanted to pay homage to Quiet Giant we mm. want it to be clearly still you but we're not creating Quiet Giant part two so oh, fair okay, um, I like that thought yeah. yeah so it's you know it's um, it's a continuation and it's showing for me it certainly feels like it's showing kind of progression and development as an mm. artist but um, the songs there's a real a real mixed bag in there in terms of the style of songs that are in there so we've got like really folky really traddy stuff like uh, the winding way down to Kells Bay um, and there's, there's a really strong element to that on the album which I love um, and a very strong sense of Irishness on it which um, I feel like I've yeah mm. I've come to a place where I really want to celebrate that so I, I brought on board some fabulous trad musicians uh, to add stuff to it because I'm, I'm not a trad musician myself so okay. I wanted people on board who could bring that out mm-hmm. of the songs and then um, then there's a couple of real like pop bangers on it as well. Like, you know, like um, there's a song called Ready O and that's kind of, um, what's your name? Eliza Doolittle 
Oh, fun. Corinne, Corinne Bailey Ray kind of vibes on it. Nice. And it's a real summer song. So hopefully by the time summer rolls around, we'll all be back out having parties and going to gigs and that song will be playing in the background and that's that's the goal. <laughs> oh yes, we all dream of those days yeah, <laughs> at this stage. Yeah. But tell me, what is the most important thing in an album for you when you're releasing it? Oof, tough question. Um, <laughs> for me, I would say it's probably the, the message that yeah. you're kind of bringing to people um, and, you know, there's a real strong culture now in music of releasing singles as opposed mm. to releasing an album. Yes. And and that's down in a big part to the fact that most people don't own a CD player anymore mm-hmm. or don't have a CD player in their car. Um, but for me, the point of releasing an album is that you've got a body of work that has a kind of a unified message in it. And that's something that you want to put out to the world to represent you as a person and as an artist. Um, so for me, I suppose, the first album I put out was my first statement of intent mm-hmm. in terms of taking this career seriously and um, wanting to share my musical style with people. This album for me is more about saying who I am and where I'm going with this. And there's lots of themes in it of feminism and lots of themes of self-empowerment and of, um, I suppose, uh, sharing yourself with the world and being open to the world in that way. Um so I think that's quite important on a record that you're honest and authentic with your fans and you're sharing what's actually important to you. And I'd really miss albums if they were because I'm a person that buys albums. I still like an album, even if I buy it on iTunes and then burn it. I think I'm the only person that burns CDs. But oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll burn an album. If I buy it on iTunes, I'll burn it onto a CD and then I have it for the car. That's kind of my thought process. That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So I would actually miss if somebody was like, oh, I'm not going to give you an album. I'm just going to give you a single because I'm just like, how am I going to make my CD? Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I suppose it's, it's difficult now because you're getting a lot of people now are independent. And, and, yes. You know, there's, there's relatively few people in the industry who are on a big label and can do so, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and producing a CD physically is expensive. Is. So you're yeah. hoping that people will pre-order your record or will buy the records in order to make it sustainable. So that, that's the big barrier, I think, for people. Um, I've found uh, my audience to be really receptive. People in I've got a big German following and quite a following in the UK and the US as well. And people outside of Ireland are really open to buying CDs and buying records. So that's great. And that kind of pays for the batch then I would, I would buy to, to sell to Irish yeah. audiences yeah. so that kind of it's it's a self-serving sort of a circle there which is great but yeah I'm the very same I'd really miss if people stopped releasing physical yeah. CDs it's nice to have it in your hand and to like open the booklet and to yeah. see the images and all the creative decisions that someone has made and like what they want to physically produce for you that's is, the thing I, I would miss all that to be honest yeah. I would because that's the first thing I'll do I'll open up the the cover and I'll take out the the inside leaflet or booklet and I'll look through it and I like I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have that I'd really miss it yeah 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 same so tell me like I suppose we were chatting earlier about what things we can do while we're at home but you've come up with story time which I love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it's this it's so much fun um, it's something I have wanted to do for a while and I wasn't sure how it was going to manifest or what way I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just finding any way I can to tell stories and to share. <laughs> like, it's it's great crack. Like I, I wouldn't be much of a maternal person. I don't have a burning desire to have a baby someday. Yeah. But I love entertaining kids. And when I was a kid myself, I would go around to classrooms and school and I would do puppet shows and 
read stories and you know my teachers thought in me that I would be an entertainer someday wow um so I kind of I left that go I went back to theatre a bit when I was in college and I was mm. in the drama society again I let it go then when I went into music I was going around to the kids ward in the hospital playing a few tunes and I found it really just heartwarming and really uplifting seeing how music um just reached kids in a way yeah. that it doesn't always reach adults um, they have mm. a real intuitive connection with melody and it's beautiful to see so now with this lockdown I know that a lot of parents are struggling to keep the kids entertained and a lot of kids are struggling to process what's going on and I feel like if there's something small I can do as a creative and slightly wacky person <laughs> to bring a bit of joy to people then I'll do that so the other night I did my first live stream story time yes. and I read um Oh, the places you'll go by Dr. Seuss, Love and this. then the night after that, I did the Twits by Roald Dahl with puppets because I found all the puppets my mom bought me as a oh, kid. Oh wow! So, and it was really like it was off the wall and a bit weird and totally chaotic, but really good fun. <laughs> and I think that's that's the kind of thing I, I don't want to do anything too polished. I want to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. And, and are you going to keep doing these, or is it, was it yeah. kind of you are? Okay, great. Definitely. And um, the plan is to have a bit of cont- continuity with it. So tomorrow or tonight, rather, at eight o'clock, I'm going to do the, the Twits part two. Brilliant. And then on my SoundCloud, I'm reading a book by Terry Pratchett called Equal Rights. And it's one of the first books of his that I read myself and I loved it. So I'm reading it in sections, doing the voices and everything. So for my adult listeners, um, that's a bit of fun as well. And I'm trying to just keep everyone as entertained and uplifted as I as I can. Amazing. While I myself am going through existential dread <laughs> and anxiety, I just, you know, I it's feel like good. the most helpful thing. Yeah, we'll the most helpful there. thing is to yeah. kind of reach out to people. Amazing. So the new album is due in September, so we can expect yeah. it then. The new single is out at the moment, Sewing Acorns. And how can people keep up to date with everything else that you're up to? Just come and follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm I'm all over those two at the moment. Um, I'm on Facebook, Emma Langford Music, and Twitter, E Langford Music. Mm-hmm. And also, if people want to um, be behind the curtain a bit as well, they can come join me on Patreon, which is like people can join up for like $2 a month and be part of a lovely community of people who are making sure that I can continue to survive Amazing. and also just be part of the conversations around what I'm doing at the moment. Fantastic and we're going to play your new single would you like to introduce it? Sure this is Sewing Acorns featuring Vanessa Ifediora. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.